Welcome on in to the Miami Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jumpman Zach, and I'm joined by my co-host, West Coast Zoe. You know him on Twitter, and Saeed. Yo, 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 fellas! Woo! What a good day today. I feel good today, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, man. I got up. I cleaned the house. All, I, cleaned, I, mean, I cleaned the hell out of my house today, so my wife could leave me alone while I play 2K. <laughs> So she got no excuse to bitch at me. The whole house clean. Yeah, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for this lockdown lockdown to be over with. I have a feeling because I live in North Carolina. I have a feeling they're about to let us loose in North Carolina, man. I don't know about California. Yeah. It seems like California is kind of a kind of a mess right now, man. I don't know, man. No, we we honestly. So I, I mean, obviously, I can't speak for all of California, but like the area I'm at and like the Central Coast. I mean, like, yeah, it's like it's it's a little quieter and stuff like that. But overall, man, like, it's not to me. It's not that bad. Like, people are still like, you know, they're, they're still shopping and stuff. They're still doing things. I mean, a lot of the stores are closed down, but almost every food like store delivers, right? And so you have your Uber Eats drivers. They're working. Your your grocery your uh, Instacart shop guys. They're working. They're delivering stuff, and they, everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's wearing gloves, taking them off, disinfecting. I even went to uh, this store called Rouse in uh, San Luis Obispo up here. And you walk into the grocery store and they were giving out free masks to every, like free disposable masks to everyone that didn't have them. So I think, I think we're doing a very good job in this area, man. It was I pretty think, dope. I, I would say that, but I think what it is, is um, the governor, uh, Newsom, I saw like, he's like, he's, be, he's been a stickler about opening stuff back up. Like he's saying yeah. he, does, he, he doesn't want, like it seems like as far as uh, the cases, California's doing great as far as cases. Yeah, like he, he yeah. said he do, he doesn't want any live sporting events till next year. Um, I saw the videos of when they're um they're filling up skate parks with sand. Did you see oh, that I video? See that. I yeah. did not see that. Like uh, the, it was like skate parks by the beaches. Um, but I mean, you gotta them. think. Oh, out here though, we have millions of people, like millions, right? And we got a lot of tourists, so it's like for us to for California itself not to just have like majority of the cases is kind of huge. I mean, I think the fact that they are doing a good job of at least uh, flattening the curve, I think he wants to keep it going. I don't believe not we're going to be closed till next year, but uh, personally, I think I think we're doing okay for now, man. Like the the less amount of deaths, the better to me. And I saw um uh, Dana White. I'm not sure if you watch UFC. Dana White, like he was gonna hold it. Hold his event um, on an island. No, he was gonna. It was a um, reservation, a casino oh. in California. But the governor, but the governor called the heads of Disney and ESPN, and the heads of Disney and ESPN forced Dana White to um, to shut down the event, to cancel the event. Oh, Lisa, I thought I thought he brought like a or was gonna do it like on an island or something. Yeah, he's he's building out an island for future events, but uh, the event that was supposed to happen, I think, on Saturday, was supposed to happen this upcoming Saturday. But uh, let's get to this Twitter talk. Let's let's, let's get talk, it, man. Let's get let's it. Let's talk about what's going on. Um, first topic, probably the biggest topic. Um, MJ documentary. Um, did you see Zach? Well, how did you feel about the MJ documentary? I liked it. I really yeah, liked it. Was it. Awesome. How much? How much? Yeah. How, how, how much did you learn about uh, MJ? I learned a whole lot. <laughs> I, w- I would say, okay, um, for me, um, like m- my earliest sporting memory, the the first game I can remember ever seeing in my life was when I was seven. Was the MJ game against Portland, where um in the finals where he hit like six threes in a quarter and he uh-huh. shrugged his shoulders. So like I grew up, uh-huh. that's how I grew up like as him as a legend. And, um, you know, I was born in the late eighties. So I, I never really got to see, see him in his athletic prime, you know, yeah. and, and just see them highlights of him, like in college, see, see him, his highlights in his first season, averaging uh 25, five and five in his first season as rookie. Like it was amazing to see um just just him in his athletic prime rather than you know I saw him mostly you know in the 
mid to late nineties where he was. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, well, at least that player. you can comprehend, right? Yeah, he's still the best player, but just not in his athletic prime, you know. Versus LeBron, you know, we we seen LeBron since he was sixteen. You know, we seen Kobe since he was eighteen. We seen T Mac mm-hmm. since he was eighteen. So, mm-hmm. um, so your thoughts yeah. on the documentary? So, look, because because it starts off with the big, who's a real goat, and I'm a LeBron guy, so I'm already gonna be hating a little bit on this documentary. Now, I haven't got to watch everything yet, because uh, we ain't got cable over here. And another thing, Netflix is streaming that. Uh, the last dance to like Ireland and other countries, but not in America, which is kind of weird. Side note. Anyways, uh, I know I seen highlights just just off Twitter, right? Uh, and don't don't get me wrong, like I understand Michael Jordan. I get it. I get the debate. I understand everything, but it's like you. Some people have counterpoints to Michael Jordan, right? They'll be like LeBron. Average, you know, more assists, more rebounds, more blocks, more steals, you know, more points. And then everyone would just be like, oh, well, Michael Jordan got six rings. <laughs> but I have LeBron been to the finals. He took a bunch of shitty teams to the finals. Okay, but Michael Jordan had six rings. All right, but LeBron has won rings with two different teams. His body went with a third team. All right, but Michael Jordan got six rings. So it's like, man, I'm really excited to get into the documentary, like, in the whole thing when it's done. Because uh, I'm going to just be back to Twitter talking more shit and hyping up LeBron when this is all over it. Yeah, I think I think MJ's the best. Um, and I, I don't think LeBron, to me, this is my opinion, I don't think LeBron's okay. even in the discussion. <laughs> what? I, Not I, even in the discussion? I, I think... I think LeBron, the great debate to me is LeBron or Kobe. That's the great debate, you know, is, you know. Come I, on, bro. I what see, are you saying? <laughs> I see LeBron, I, I see LeBron as more of the level of like a Wilt Chamberlain, a Shaq, a guy who was just physical freak of nature that couldn't be stopped, but kind of. When it when it comes to accomplishments, I think he under he he's underachieved a little bit as far as championships. You know, Shaq but, won four. I don't know how many Chamberlain won, but they they were by far the most physically dominant players in their era era. But they didn't win the most championships. That that's kind of the category I put him. I put LeBron more on the like fifth, sixth, seventh best player of all time. I, I think the Jordan discussion. It's it's so, just, it, it, I don't think it should be had. Well, well, well I I believe I'm not 100 sure. I didn't I didn't check the stat. I believe it was in the ABA right before like the NBA merger or some shit like that. Like it was a long time ago. And then there was also like no uh, no three in the key when Will Chamberlain was playing. I don't believe there was that 24 second shot clock violation. So a lot of his points right when he was just dominating, he was like fucking like five inches taller than the next guy in the NBA that is throwing the ball. And he was an athletic freak, don't get me wrong. Then it's throwing the ball down low, you know. I mean, he's good, but I don't I don't think he would score 100, like 100 points uh, in this NBA. Go, like with these go, rules now, go to I don't YouTube, think Will would. Go, uh, in any listener, go to YouTube and watch Will Chamberlain highlights. Uh-huh. He was a freak, man. He was like... No, I know. And he was a track star, too. He was a football star. player. He did everything. But I'm saying the rules we have in the NBA now, I don't think he'd be able to put 100, 100 points up a game. Yeah, probably not. You know, I believe you put this, you put prime LeBron back then, though, he'd be, he'd be, bro, LeBron would probably score 150. I mean, Michael Jordan would too. But, and here's the thing this, this is my debate for LeBron. LeBron has to go up against, the greatest shooter in the NBA, the history in the history of the NBA, is Stephen Curry. That's not true. When he was 22, I believe it was 22 years old, he took a scrub ass Cavs team to the NBA Finals yeah, as a 22 year old, bro. It was amazing. Like, and he got swept in the finals. 
I don't, I, but you know what? Yeah, I yeah, he got so mistaken. He teased it. He was 22. What's no, your respect? I understand. I don't, I don't, I don't really hold that against him getting swept. That first finals loss. But at the end of the day, you can't be, you can't be three and six in the finals and be considered the best ever. You just, you just can't. You know, if, if uh, Tom Brady was, you know, three and six in Super Bowls, there's no way he'd be considered the best ever. You know, um, but how many? But how many Super Bowls that be? Like, who's been to that many Super Bowls? Again, if you were the nine Super Bowls, come on, that I oh, you know, I've been thinking about this too, sorry, because I was like, you know, we're gonna talk about this. All right, so you know, I'm a Miami everything fan. Is Dan Marino not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Yes, he is. Now, yes. let's take away because he never won a championship, right? But this man was putting up 5,000-yard seasons when the next highest passer was at 3,000-something yards. Okay. You have, you have an argument. When you look at some of his seasons, like, because this dude, he was the gunslinger. You could say Dan Marino was the GOAT. By looking at numbers, what he's doing. But if all it takes is to win a championship – then fucking uh, Robert Ori is the greatest NBA player in the history of the NBA because he's won like fucking seven fucking championships. No, but Michael led led the teams in in championships and Le- and, and LeBron in in the years he's won he's had a lot of help. In Miami he had Come a lot on. of help. Yeah, Michael didn't have Michael didn't have help. I mean, and Michael had arguably the greatest NBA coach of all time. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Course. Of course, of course, Michael had help. LeBron had help too. And like I said, I think it just comes down to the finals record. And I've seen it. I've seen too many instances when I've seen LeBron just, just not show up. I've seen him show up in a lot of instances, but I've, I've seen instances where he just, he didn't show up. He was the best player on the court and he didn't show up. One of the, so uh, I will say this growing up as a kid, right? Everyone, I, I mean, you, if you're a sports fan, if you're a basketball fan, it's I mean, unless you're like a Knicks fan or something like that, it's hard not to idolize Michael Jordan as a kid because he was he was this this god in the basketball world. But then like like and I grew up, I wasn't really like the biggest LeBron guy until he came to Miami, right? Because of course no one really gives a shit about the Cavs. But then he came to Miami. And I remember watching, I think it was game six against the Celtics. Well, I, th- I think it was, we had the black mask, LeBron. I was greatest like. Game. Greatest game. Ever. I, I, I was like, yo, this, and this is a grown ass man playing against the best players in the world. And I was just like, and this is, I believe, yeah, the, the Celtics, they were still one of the best teams in the NBA at the time. And he just looked like better than ever. I was like, at that point in time, uh, there's no one else better than this guy in the world ever in history. Just, just me watching that great, and and here's the part too. There's still so much more LeBron we got. I like, don't know. I don't know. Look at the age, like what LeBron is doing at Le- when Michael Jordan was LeBron's age. It was not the same. I think Jordan Jordan won his last cha- championship. I believe at he thirty six. I think right. It, yeah, I think maybe around thirty six. And LeBron's what thirty five now. Yeah, something like that. Thirty. 30, yeah, yeah, 30 something. 30, 34, 35. Well, we can, we can probably debate this all day long, man. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I would just say, I would, and this is my last word, I would just say LeBron, if he can add more to his legacy, you know, win, win one or two more championships, then we can have him in a discussion, in my opinion. Okay. 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 Um, next topic, the Jaguars. The Met, I, think, <laughs> I think the Jaguars are the worst franchise in the NFL right now. Oh my god! Hey Zach, have you? Did you see the uh, the, the the Twitter beef that was going I saw, on? Yes, I saw it today. It was crazy, dude. I, so, I I didn't believe. I thought it, I thought somebody was like trolling or something, or somebody got hacked. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, this is fucking real. <laughs> so so what is so, happening? So basically, it was um. The DN, the um, DN who just got um, franchise tagged in Gakwe, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He yeah, was going no. back and forth with uh, the owner, the owner's son. It's the owner's son. He he's like a VP in 
for the Jaguars. He's the owner's son. He owns mm-hmm. AEW. Um, Khan, I forgot his first name. They were going back and forth, <laughs> like kind of bashing each other or talking crap pe- to each other. And uh, I don't know, man. So, so how do you feel about that, man? So I don't one. I don't really follow the Jags, but it's like I've been to a Jags game. I like Jacksonville. The the, the stadium is kind of trash. Back to Tom. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this it's messy, man. And I don't understand. I don't know what sparked it. I really don't know. Like where it just like I, I, the first tweet I saw is where he added him. Uh, when he added the, uh, the the CEO son of the Jags, it was like, "Yo, Mo, where you at?" Or stop hiding or something like that. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, "I'm not hiding." And then it got to a blah 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 going back and forth. Then he was like. I'm tired of this shit. Just fucking trade me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I, this is, bro, I don't know if anything like this at all. I'm pretty sure nothing like this has ever happened before because this is a newer social media age. But this shit is fucking crazy. Like, that's, I mean, Jalen Ramsey wanted out. Like, Leonard Fournette, I'm pretty sure he wants out. Like, what is, what, I don't know what's going on with the Jags, man. It might just be dysfunction, or <laughs> so. I lost you there for a second. Uh, how, how do you how do you guys feel about the situation? I think it's just it's messy, man. Like that's the freaking owner's son. Like he's a he's a VP in a, in for the Jags. Um, it's just it's it's not a good look, man. It's not a good look. Like I think last year, um, Telvin Smith, like their their linebacker, retired. Just signed a big mm-hmm. deal. He retired. He's like 26, 27. Uh, they traded uh, Ramsey. Yeah, he wanted out. He wanted you know, that's, out, yeah. That's probably uh, people, a lot of people think he's the best cornerback in the uh, NFL. They traded him. Uh, they just traded the, their other really good cornerback, um, A.J. Bouye. Mm. And then they just traded the, probably their best player in Calais Campbell. Oh yeah, yeah. They sent him to the Ravens. Yeah, so I think I think they're in, they are tanking for Trevor. Do you believe? Well, I don't. I think they might be in on Gardner Minshew. I'm not sure, but do you believe the Jags organization is worse right now or better than the Texans? Um, they're worse. I'll tell you why. <laughs> they're, I'll tell you why they're worse. Okay, and that's because of one player. What's that? Deshaun Watson. That? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the team overall. I'm just talking about like organizational wise. Because the Texans nope. is making the dumbest fucking trades ever, and then everyone wants to leave Jacksonville, and now you got a player going back and forth with this owner's son on Twitter of all places. I think Deshaun. Uh, like I said, Deshaun Watson. I think just having him. It's just it's it's big. It's everything, you know. It, it makes up for a lot. Um, yeah, they have a leader. You know, that's true. No matter what Bill Bill O'Brien does, no matter what bad moves he makes, they still have that the face of the franchise. Still have that leader. They still have that 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 uh, building block. The Jags, like you, like they're just a mess. And who do they have? You know, their their next best player, Fournette. They want to trade him. And he's not making—he's not making any money. He's making four million dollars a year. Do you? So do you know why they want to trade him? Uh, why is that? So, well, at least what the rumors I've read, right, was because he was supporting Cam Newton coming down to Jacksonville. All right. right. And he and then they was like, "Oh, you're not—you're not supporting a team. You're not a quarterback." Hey, look, I'm—I'm—I I'm, actually follow Leonard Fournette. Because I think that guy's one of the funniest people on Twitter. Him, uh, Kendrick Perkins, you remember him? Like, some athletes I follow, like, yo, these dudes are fucking hilarious. Um, I'm going to be real. Like, Leonard Fournette, he's the only person that's being honest. Like, everyone was like, no, no, we got to go to Minshew. I'm like, but he's not fucking Cam Newton. Like, I don't want Cam Newton, too. And he was like, hey, even, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, right? But, you know, iron sharpens iron. So if you bring... Uh, NFL MVP quarterback. Even if Gardner Minshew beats him out, that only make him better. That only make us better. 
Nah, Adele was like, nah, you know what? Blah, blah, blah. And then Leonard Fournette, I mean, he made like an Instagram post, something like that, but he took it down. And now they're looking at trading the guy. It's a mess. But I, I honestly believe he probably wants out anyways, because, yeah, like, as soon as Jalen Ramsey left, I'd have been like, yo, send me where he going, because I ain't trying to be here. Okay, um, let's slide to the next topic. Uh, Lamar Jackson mm. and Donald Trump. <laughs> DJT. Big trust. Uh, um, so I'm sure everyone's seen it. Um, Trump tweeted Lamar Jackson. He, treat, he tweeted at Lamar Jackson saying, hey, that was a great pick that the Ravens had. And Lamar said, uh, who did he say, uh, Zo? He said, uh, just, I think it was like hashtag big trust. Which means what? Uh, I forgot what he said it was, but it's like big trust, like you're trusting your people. Oh, like true. Like that's true. You're right. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, or if I'm like, yo, big trust. Like, yeah. Like, I have faith in you. I believe in you. You know, I trust you, stuff like that, blah, blah. But that's just oh. like a thing that they say. Um, and that's how, he re- that's how he retweeted was big trust. And I was like, oh, okay. But oh, man. I, I knew they was going to start killing Lamar when he did that. I knew it. And but I, I, I went back and I was looking at, you know, the comments. He actually had a lot of support. He had a lot of support. I thought he he got a lot of hate. He did get a lot of hate, but he was getting a lot of support. But I believe the support he got wasn't from people that were supporting him before that comment. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like he had like a new wave of support. But here's the thing. I I don't I mean I don't obviously know Lamar Jackson. I don't know where his mind is, but I know he's from Broward. Um, I, I I don't think he was doing anything like to to support anybody or take any uh what's your name like any uh political stance. He wouldn't do anything crazy, but I mean the president retweeted you. We that's big. I don't think I don't think as a as an athlete you you gonna be like fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. A, a, rap, a rapper could do that because you know you have that lifestyle, but an NFL player like I don't, I don't think it matters. Who the president was, if you're the president of the United States, if you tweeted uh, at Lamar Jackson, I believe he's going to retweet you and say something. He's not just going to be like, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that's what people wanted. But as a professional, I don't think that's what the right move would have been. I mean, Colin Kaepernick might have said something slick. <laughs> I'll be real with you. But uh, he's not in the league anymore. I don't know, man. Yeah, basically, he got, I mean, he got some hate. There's a, they photoshopped his face into one of those, uh, it's like a picture of like 20 mm-hmm. dudes. <laughs> like the, it's like, this is the prototypical, you know, President Trump supporter. And it's usually like 20 white dudes and like white girls or whatever. And Shit. then they, they photoshopped <laughs> Lamar <laughs> Jackson. It, 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 it was funny, though. I, I, it, will, it was funny. I will say that. I would just say one thing, one thing that I'm not even sure if I should get into it. One thing that bothers me, okay, when, um, an athlete or a um, or anyone that's black sh- shows support or supports the president, people just go at them. They uh, they call them coons. Like I remember when Ray Lewis and Jim Brown, um, two people who've done a lot for the community, especially Jim Brown, went to go visit Trump uh, when he first got elected. Um, people were calling them coons, sellouts, all this crap. Uh, when Kanye West, you know. Um, yeah, you know, spoke out. He was the first probably major entertainer uh, to speak out. Like other entertainer entertainers were downing him. People were calling him a coon. Um, they were saying, "Hey, you turned your back on the culture by by supporting the president, you know, or believing in the president." It's just that bothers, me. especially. So it uh, it bothers me, especially. In my mind, if if you're a black person mm-hmm. and you're calling another black person a coon, there's something seriously wrong with you. Oh, that's that's that you look, we're not gonna stop that ever. That's gonna happen. Like you just gotta it's just as much as people gonna call us the N words, they gonna call black people gonna call black people coons. Now, I will say for Kanye, he is he he's seen kind of crazy a lot, but he does have a good point to where he says like as a free man, right? As a free, but I I can vote and who and support who I want to, and I do believe that's a hundred percent true. You don't have to vote for any like anybody you don't want to. If you want to vote for somebody, like you can, 
Right? That we're America, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. So sure. I, I I I mean people, should, like I I'm never gonna tell someone who to vote for, who not to vote for. If someone asks me why I voted or who I want to vote for, I explain. But uh, at the end of the day, everyone I mean everyone has the right to do what they want. And that's and I, that was a point Kanye was making recently actually on an interview when there was, you know, coming after him when he because they were talking about how he didn't support Hillary and he voted uh, supported President Trump. And he was like, I don't I don't have to support somebody I don't want to support. And I was like, you're right, bro. Yeah. And I just, I just left it at that. I was like, you don't have to. If he wants to support President Trump. Yeah. And I don't think he, he should can. be called. And I don't think he should be called a coon if he does. I think it's stupid. That's my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And everyone's entitled to their opinion because some people believe it. Um, I hate the word coon. Yeah. I don't like it at all, man. But I mean, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, the, you know, I support, you know, different politicians. Um, I get called things sometimes, but at the end of the day, man, uh, as as long as no one's disrespectful, you know, and I, I, I kind of think Kuhn is kind of disrespectful, but it is what it is, man. All right, enough with the serious talk. <laughs> um, uh, so let's move on to NFL draft talk. Um, Specifically, the Dolphins. Um, I think the big rumor out there. I think a lot of mock drafts have been saying <sighs> Justin Herbert. Okay, see to the Dolphins. I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep my blood pressure low. So, question. Okay, question. okay, go ahead. No, hold on, hold on. Question. <laughs> mm-hmm. If on Thursday night, the number five pick of the Dolphins select Justin Herbert, what is your reaction? I don't think you know what. Y'all y- y- not going to hear from me for about. A month. I think I'm just going to disappear. I'm going to have to take some self-reflection. I'm going to need to go <laughs> find myself. I'm going to tell you that right now. I feel like I'm already going crazy in my head because it won't surprise me if we do some stupid shit like that. Now, look. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, he's been calming me down a little bit, right? He's like, uh, we're going to squash the rumors. The Dolphins can't be that stupid. I'm going to believe we would not be... We would not be that stupid. I'm going to believe it, okay? Because it's been a long time. A long time we've been passing up. What? And honestly, some of them were good pass-ups. I remember we were supposed to get Brady Quinn. We did it. it turned out not to be that good. Uh, I think one year you passed did. up on Matt Ryan. I, I remember believe we, so. One year, I think I remember you chose... Uh, we had, we had I think Chad you chose... Uh, what's his name? We um, drafted him. Oh, Jake Long. Jake Long. The left tackles. You cho- Jake Long. I, I thought that was Brady Quinn. I Quinn's think you chose Jake Long and Matt Ryan with number Brady three. Quinn's I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, Jake Long at the time, I mean, it was a good pick. He was a good left tackle. I, I could be wrong, but I, I remember. Uh, I remember because I remember, I believe. Yeah, because I, I remember which pissed me off when when I knew as a when I was younger. Like, his, we just always going to be fuck-ups. And then we drafted Ted Gitt Jr., with our first like pick, I think that was I forget what year it was. Oh eight oh nine, but man, we we can't we can't we can't we can't do that. We cannot draft Herbert. Well, mo- well, most most mo- most mock drafts like, that have been coming out the last few days have had and two Herbert to going San Diego five and two was slipping it. slipping I, a little bit or slipping a little bit, but. Pretty much the the consensus I've been hearing that's, is that's, Herbert's look, look you you try to you try to hype me up, but it's not gonna work because I don't believe we're gonna do that. There's no way in hell we're not gonna draft Tua. Tua, he already belongs in Miami. Like he's already like yeah, this is my home. He knows that he already talked about giving up number thirteen because he knows he's not gonna get it. Everything that's that's gonna stop look, man, I know you trying to and it's working because you get me excited. But we're going to draft Tua. We better draft Tua. I personally think, <laughs> I personally think it's a uh, – I think it's just a smoke screen because they don't want someone to jump in front of them to three or four and draft Tua. So they're telling everybody, hey, we like Herbert at five. I mean, Herbert so they asked the, uh, the GM about it. I believe it's still Ross. Um, and he, he said he's not making a comment. So if, if there is a rumor out there, it could be a smoke screen. 
because I just feel like he knows we're fucking fed up. And we've been fed up for a while. I'm glad that Burrow did good. I mean, you, <clears throat> this year because, again, I think Burrow's, like, that last year was le- legendary, but I feel like we've seen a ceiling. And it's just me personally, but I feel like we haven't seen a ceiling from Tua yet. And I'm super excited. And when Tua comes in, yeah. he's not going to have to play next year because we're going to be shitty again. And Ryan Fitzpatrick could come in and he'll, you know, do another year now. Tua can sit. And he'll be all right. I'm praying. And the, and the thing is, okay, you, I don't think you can afford to pass on Tua. Dude, we, uh, we can't, man. We you cannot, can't. man. If, let's say you, like, because, like, you know, you, well, years ago you passed on Oh, my God. For Dante Culpepper. For Dante Culpepper. You just can't, you can't pass up on this guy. If he, if he, if he, if, if he becomes a bust or let's say he becomes in, too injury prone, that's fine, but you just, you can't, you well, can't so make that same mistake. Let, let me walk back and say, I mean, Dante yeah. Culpepper was legit in Minnesota. I get it. But goddamn, dude, that Drew Brees one, it's like, I mean, I don't know if he'd be the same Drew Brees, but shit, dude, we did fuck that up bad. Because uh, injury concerns, we're worried about injury concerns. So here's the thing, we get to a, I don't think he's going to play his, 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 like this upcoming the next season because he's. I believe he's going to sit. There's no need. He yeah, sh- we're not going to. He should. Yeah, we're not going to win anything with him, right? And you can let him get some garbage time minutes. Get some. Get a preseason football in. Get his feet wet again, comfortable. But you don't need. So you draft yourself some linemen. You draft yourself some playmakers. You draft yourself some defensive players. Give your give your fresh uh freshman your rookie lineman another year to develop. Just kind of get all the rookies that you got for Tua. Give them time to develop in another year. So they'll be a, a lot health well, a lot smarter. The game will slow down for them. And then next year, now are two seasons, <clears throat> I say two was technical technically sophomore year. Start slowly putting him in like midway through the season. And then by his third year, fuck it, let him go, man. I, I'm willing to sacrifice those those years if we can get would- prime to a I would say I, w- I would give him like kind of the Mahomes treatment. You yeah, Mahomes. He didn't start his first year, except in- until the very last game. And that's how it used to be, man. That's uh, how it used to be for all the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Yeah, right. Aaron Rodgers wasn't starting. Yeah, and then now we just let him loose that second yeah, year. Well, team should oof, be much. Please, better. we have we have we have the opportunity to write everything right now. We have that opportunity. I'm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the thing is about Tua, okay? And I've heard Stephen A. Smith talk about this. Like, mm-hmm. there's certain guys who are stars, okay? But there are other guys uh-huh. who are box office, you know? Like, like they fill the stands, you know? They they, they, they bring in merchandise so- uh, sales. You know, they're, they're, they're more than a star. Like Blake Griffin. He he. Blake Griffin was just he wasn't right. just a star. He was box office. You know, he's oh, must see TV. Yeah, Zion yeah, Williams. Yeah. He's must see TV. You know, Randy Moss, Mike Vick. These guys are yeah. more than just stars. They're must see TV. I think Tua. He's one of those type of players. He's he's must see TV. You know, he'll he'll bring in. He'll fill. Bro, the we draft Tua. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm I'm online yeah. clicking buy that jersey, bro. We draft Tua. I'm buying his jersey. Yeah. Hey, yo, bro, yes, he will, dude. Bro, like, <laughs> he will be so happy. Yeah, yo, yo, the, yo, yo, the, yo, these Hawaiians, look, man, are loyal. Miami, bro. Hey, when I tell you Miami like, loves them too, they, I, they at the Super Bowl, Miami fans were more obviously because the Dolphins didn't really do shit. They're more happy to see Tua answer questions during the Super Bowl than than to actually talk about the Super Bowl. Like Miami, do Miami Twitter? Why do you love this guy? I'm like, I don't give a shit about Alabama, but please give me two. <laughs> but I, I, I'll cry if we don't get them, though. I'll probably cry. All right, I uh, might cry. Yeah. I, I, but I, if I we do get them, I will get that fucking jersey. I'll tell that's, you that. That's my I have – I only had – well, of course, I had Dan Reno jersey, but I never bought another – my wife bought me the Ryan Tannehill jersey that I have, but I would have never bought another QB jersey. I had Jason Taylor, oh, Zach man. Thomas. Uh, my favorite wide receiver in Dolphins history, Chris Chambers. 
didn't get a Brian Hartline one, but now nah, please, please give me, please give me two. Okay, um, let's get to mm-hmm. Hurricane Talk. Zo, is there any updates you've seen? So, any updates anything from, you've been seeing? As far as again, all players are healthy. Uh, some recruits have saying they're getting offers again. Um, let's see. I will say. Uh, our coaches, I mean, they've been pretty active on Twitter, but and and, and that's cool because they're they giving us stuff to talk about. Red Lashley's been pretty, pretty, and Garen Justice, but Red Lashley's like super vocal on Twitter, man. I love it. If 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 Canes fans don't follow Red Lashley, I would say follow him because he's a, he's a good guy to follow on Twitter. They actually posted out it was like a couple weeks ago, but like some at home workouts, the strength and conditioning coach he gave to the Canes and stuff like that, but. I will say I haven't seen our boys do anything super stupid, which is good, man. I'm just – but it's almost, honestly just kind of – we're all waiting and hoping, right, August 1. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's – let's since there's not much news, let's, let's get right, to let's do a, a hurricane question, okay? Um, question I got is um, which one out of the players in the draft, which player can become a pro bowler? Which player – had a, a Jeff Thomas, DJ da- Dallas, Mike Pickney, Shaq, uh, KJ Osborne, Garvin. I think that's all uh, of them, right? KJ Osborne that, and that's DJ all. Dallas. <laughs> hmm. Why those two? Because they're just beasts, man. You got to watch their highlights. They're going to tear crap up. Uh, how, how about you, Saeed? I'm still thinking. Uh, me, I got two players, and I mentioned this in the past episode. Uh-huh. Um, Garvin, <clears throat> I just I think if Garvin, Jonathan Garvin, can get in the right situation, can get on the right team. I just I remember him last mm-hmm. season. He was a freaking well. Monster. So Garvin was he was, was a legit with Joe Jackson, right? But then last year he wasn't. He didn't put up the same numbers though. And Groot came out of nowhere. And- yeah, he he he, di- he didn't. But I remember his sophomore year. He was just that FSU game. Just how hard he played, and just he was a monster. So I think he has potential to become a Pro Bowler down the line. But it depends on the right the right team and the right scheme. And uh, JT four, just because to me he's the most talented player. <clears throat> you know, we seen him uh-huh. seen him in the Under Armour game against all the other players. Against all the best players in the country, he was the best player on the field. So we've seen him, what he can do, and we and, and he had moments where he was dominant. Um, I think he just suffered from being in the wrong type of offense and pretty bad quarterback play. That's kind of what limited him. But uh, I think, I think if he if if, if he could go to the to a good quarterback, a good scheme, and if he can keep his head on straight, okay. I, I, I think uh, I, I, I will say, and he's and he's got to get bigger. Well, I mean, he's got to yeah, get bigger. Gotta gotta now, you, you got some smaller guys right now that are dominant in the NFL, but I will say JT as well because his speed, you know, speed is like if you're super fast, man. That's 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 it's speed's hard to coach. It's, some people say you can't coach speed because uh, you are either super fast or you're not. Um, if he gets his head on straight, for sure, definitely right because he does have he has a home run home run ability, punt return, kick return, like he can be that guy. Uh, yeah, and Every, I mean he can he can make everything. the catches. You, I remember against LSU when we got man, whatever when we had. Remember that LSU game? But I mean JT, I think he still had like a hundred yeah. something yards receiving. It was a while ago. Yeah, he he he. Some yeah, of those catches he made were amazing. And these are against these these against. But then, this is against Greedy Williams, you know. But then who it's was like one of the best quarterbacks then, in the country. Against, uh, against Florida, he drops a touchdown pass that could have won us the game. So I don't know. He he's got to have his head on straight. Uh, my defensive guy, I would say probably honestly, if I'm just gonna play it safe, I'm gonna say Shaq, because Shaq is that. You think Shaq? He's he's that he's, he's that like he, when you think of a middle linebacker, like you think of Shaq. 
like the truth. Like he, he can get faster, yeah. Like he'd have to get faster, but like when you think of a linebacker, like a thumper, like that's Shaq. So it's like I think he can go in there and contribute, man. Like and be a starter, a, have a successful career in the NFL because he is just yeah, yeah. I think, I think he can look. Which yes, I which believe I believe Shaq, man, because you think he's going to come in there. He's going to do good, right? He's going to be again. I say he has like at least eight some seasons, and I believe one of them he can get a Pro Bowl, man. Because I mean, it's not going to surprise me if he has a hundred some tackle season. And if you got a, if you got a hundred tackles in a season, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty Pro Bowl, if you ask me. I think um, the NFL is kind of flowing away from those type yeah. of linebackers from Shaq. I think ten years ago, ten years ago. He fit right in. Mm. He probably would be a pro bowler or would have a great chance, but I think they're flowing away. They're, they're going away from the thumpers to more of like, you know, more athletic guys, guys with more speed, yeah. guys who can cover like, like Keekly, you know, like Keekly, like, um, Rokon Smith, um, yeah, Devin yeah. Bush, guys who are just fast, athletic, you know, gr- great in space can cover and, sh- and Shaq's biggest weakness. Yeah. It's kind of coverage, you know? I, th- I I think Pinkney has a little bit more potential. I mean, P- Pinkney if he's healthy. does is a, he's, I mean he looks like the faster one, right? A little more athletic, right? You know, he makes those diving plays and catches and stuff. Um, but but I, see, I, but I just man, like Shaq is just so smart when it comes to football. If he if he can work on that agility and and like maybe I don't know if he has shed some shed some weight or something, but just something to make him faster, man. I think. I'm, I'm gonna say, Shaq, I feel like Shaq is a safe bet to have at least one Pro Bowl season under his career, at least one. The the, the thing about Shaq, um, a lot of people bash Shaq, saying, "Hey, man, he was such what? a disappointment." I don't think that. I I've heard that a lot about about him saying, "Hey, man, he didn't live live up to his potential." Um. I don't. I don't agree with that. I thought he was very, very solid player. My only problem with with him is uh, he just didn't have those games where he was just dominant. You know, just those yeah, crazy yeah. dominant games. He was solid both games. You know, he he did have a couple games where I'm like, man, yeah. yo, Shaq is playing. Shaq is like, you know, getting sacks. You know, just but he he was a very solid player, and I, I think yeah, he, he didn't have one of those like Denzel Perryman, Sean Spence, where it's like. Yeah. yeah, this dude's yeah. flying it's over. Crazy. He's like, oh, fourth and goal. He don't dives yeah. over to make a strip sack. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had. Yeah, yeah. Like Pyramid, Pyramid had some games where yo, he. Yeah, he and just, dude, Sean Spence to me as well. Like <laughs> would have those at least, yeah. at least recent recent years. We're not talking about the the great Hurricane teams. Just on the almost recent Hurricane teams, we haven't had that yet. Yeah, but Shaq was big. But Shaq was very, very solid player, very reliable player, um, very good player. He just, to me, he just didn't show out enough. But I don't want to, I don't want to down him. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I think he was I th- very. I think he'll player. get it, man. Um, and, and like on the on the message boards, I I see it a lot of people downing him, which I, I don't agree with. I mean, well, I haven't seen I haven't seen it on at least on Twitter. At least, I mean, I've seen people call, but they call almost all our linebackers slow, so. I mean, there ain't too many four, <laughs> yeah. four, four linebackers out there, anyways, um, to begin with. Yeah, I'm talking about Sam Brooks. <laughs> but how, how, how many Sam Brooks are there out there? Uh, Avery Huff. So we got we, we, we got two of them in the wings. We're ready, ready to be unleashed. I, I, are, they, are they in the four fours? Uh, I, I know they're they're slimmer than Shaq uh, is, but. Um, Brooks, Brooks, his senior year, he said he ran in a four five. Which is really so. good. Um, Huff, I, Huff, I mean, I'm I, pretty I, sure he's in the four. Obviously, five. I like our, I like Maybe our linebackers. They and and we they are switching over. They are slimmer than Shaq. Uh, seem to be more cut than Mike Pinkney. But I mean, oh, side note, you see fucking uh, Zach McLeod? Dude looks like a tank right now, bro. No, dude, swole as hell. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I, I'm trying to tell you, like, I, I watched the senior tapes of McLeod, 
Pinkney and Quarterman, you know, when they when they came in that year. Yeah, everyone said he had, had the, the most. Tape. He had the highest ceiling, but he didn't. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, but he 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 really <clears throat> he was an okay player. Like I, I don't like bashing people, but his instincts felt a little off to me when he played. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was it or what, but yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Hopefully, this I mean, the season's supposed to start. Uh, we'll get to see. I don't yep. know if he's moving a middle linebacker. Um, I know we had to cancel the spring game. A lot of people were kind of disappointed about that. I was disappointed about it. Um, There's time about doing some virtual tailgates <laughs> on Twitter, which is funny. Uh, so if they want to do that, I'm probably down, guys. Uh, and hopefully, man, the season starts on time, man. One August, right, is what I was hearing. Yep. Okay, so um, guest, we have a guest coming up. Um, we do have one guest coming on, Coach Chief. Uh, he's kind of a recruiting coordinator out here in Central California, helping uh, kids, a lot of kids that don't have offers, kind of help them get noticed, help them set up their huddles, set up their Twitter profiles, and kind of help them, like, and their parents, like, guide these kids through the process. Doing, doing really good work, man. Some very, very helpful information coming up. All right, all right, guys. We got our first guest coming on. Uh, he's known as Coach Chief on Twitter. I just call him Big Chief, Chief, whatever it is. Welcome to the show. How you holding up today? I'm, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm holding up good, man. Weather's out. It's looking nice. Yeah, you doing good with this? Uh, with this Rona going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing good, man. Staying indoors. You know, keeping six feet away. All right, all right, here's my guy. Uh, we got Saeed and Zach on the, on, uh, on the episode as well. What's, What's up, on, fellas? What's going so, on? So, Chief, you just want to test about yourself. Uh, and I kind of wanted you to get into, like, how did you really get into this recruiting world, if you don't mind? Okay, I'm going to – it's a long story. I'm going to try to keep it short as possible. So, uh, I'm still active duty. I've been active duty for night, about 19 years. And the, the, my origin starts with the guys that were, were coming in once I got a little bit more senior, where I would get younger guys coming in. And I was doing a lot of the physical test training. So I was, you know, helping guys get in shape and all that. And then, uh, you know, my, my thing I usually bond with them, but it was over football. So a lot of young guys, when they would come in, um, it would take about, I was starting to see a trend where it would take about a year, it's about 18 months for some of these guys that had dreams of playing college ball to snap out of it like they were really distraught they were stressed out you know they felt they were lied to by you know a certain college or a certain high school coach or they didn't understand the process or nobody was helping them and a lot of these guys were like some of them came in military like as their second option thinking that they were just going to be you know they didn't, or they didn't take care of their grades they didn't understand the process work so that's how i really got into it and then right around the same time, like everything fell in place, my son got a little bit older and he's hitting middle school and, you know, he got a little talent. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so, but then I started, you know, once you start getting into all these outside trainers, that's the world we live in now, you start meeting all these other kids, you know, so, and they would always come up to, you know, their parents would stop being asked me about joining the service and all that. And I'm like, why are you asking me about the service? Your son should be, you know, he, he got some skills for playing ball, but that parents never knew what was going on the player never knew what was going on and the high school coaches it's about 50 50 either they know what's going on but the, you know it takes a, it takes a village sometimes to get a kid to come yeah. so so long story short i started helping out kids that were training you know just in my area or that was training with my son and that's why i tell a lot of these parents like if you really want to understand recruiting because they jump in trying to help their right. kids Really want to understand recruiting. Start when your son is younger and start helping kids at his high school that need help. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So, how, let's, so let's say I'm a, I'm a kid on my high school, right? And my high school is an average team. But, like, I mean, I, I got some good numbers, right? And my GPA, is, it's okay. Let's say it's, like, you know, like a 3.3 solid SAT score. But I'm not getting any looks. 
what steps, if you could like a quick, what steps would I have to take as a recruit to start getting looked at? And I, I mean, obviously not every recruit is going to get like Miami or USC or Ohio State or anything like that, but what steps can I take for myself as a recruit to start getting myself noticed? What, what, what year are you in in high school? For this let's scenario? say I'm a sophomore. Let's say I'm a junior in high school, and I don't have any offers because no one comes to my school, right? See, if you're a junior, um, you know, not tell, I'm not currently a high right. school coach, and I'm not involved with so I can actually tell them the 100% truth. And you'll see cats on Twitter, you know, they tell the stuff that's good. It sounds good, but it ain't reality. So if you're a junior, you late to the game. You are way yeah. behind the curve. I mean, you have right? about this before, Only thing so you got going for you is those grades. Junior. You said so. It'd be it like, really right, depends what on what part. Like, like if it's the beginning of the season, it's not as bad if it's the football season is already over. And a lot of these people, not people, I would just say groups, they wait too long, and they're thinking like, you know, because some schools you they're still doing that, and, and you know that old school like you can't even play until you're a junior. Well, that, that's terrible for recruiting. That's why you see guys that are third stringers at these big-name schools with D1 offers. They ain't even touched the field for varsity yet. I mean, like, well, how they got D1? <laughs> yeah, I see that a lot. The school matters, right? Mm-hmm. The region that you're in definitely matters. All that stuff matters. When anybody say, well, this doesn't matter, that doesn't matter, 707 doesn't matter, all, everything matters. It may be some is more important than others, but everything matters. And if you wait to your junior year, you are so behind the curve. And especially, like, one of the things, if you listen to all of the big-name guys that are doing, that's been doing recruiting forever, like, you know, KY and all these guys. I mean, you guys got a lot down in Florida. But they'll tell you, like, these D1 schools, they, they're they so on top of it that they, by your junior year, they already got that class sold up. It's, it's going to be very hard to come and wow them late in the game. Mm-hmm. So I get. So what I, my advice would my advice would, to them would be you would have to play catch up and like sit them down and go there. Tell me everything you've done. Show me everything you got. Show me your Twitter. Show me your huddle. Show me what you've done. Which is most time it's nothing. <laughs> so it's kind of tough. Ooh. Also, just a side note. Can you go into this a quick? Can you tell some of these recruits because we do have some recruits that are on the podcast. We have some recruits that listen to the podcast. Can you tell them? Exactly the the best way to set up the Twitter uh, to help them help coaches. So the Twitter is you look at it like it's a resume, right? And you mm-hmm. want to get as much information to them as possible because these guys are looking at when I say thousands, that's not even an exaggeration. They're looking at thousands of Twitters a day, and so as soon as I go in, you know you're un, you know not that big of a recruiting. You're trying to just get to a school. And then I go to your Twitter. You don't even got your real name on there. You want to have your real name, your test scores, your height, weight. The the important information, I actually have a how-to on, you know, it's always pinned to my profile. The most important information you can get on there in that bio so they can see it as fast as possible. Your huddle link needs to be on there, and your huddle highlights need to be the first thing that's pinned there. Because they're they're going through these things lightning fast. And if your stuff is jacked up, they just go to, it's just like a job. They just go to the next one. They just go to the next one, like your coach's information, if you can fit it on there, a way to contact you, all that. Your graduation class, because as soon as I go to your profile, I'm looking at thousands a day. I don't even know what class you're in. You could be in eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the next one. Yeah. So, that, so when- Twitter, that Twitter bio is very, very – I think it is. I feel that it's very, very important, especially if you're you know a late bloomer as far as recruiting goes. So when, when should you start – Trying to get yourself looked at into the recruiting process. As soon as you get to high school, if 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 you have fun aspirations, you, it's just like college. It's no different from if you want to go to college. Your freshman year, you need to start preparing to put yourself in the best position as possible to go to college. Smart. Hey, I appreciate that heads up. Uh, Saeed, Zach, you guys got any questions? And also, um, my question is, do you suggest, like, kind of cleaning up your Twitter, you know, not, not saying nothing outlandish or d- deleting old tweets that are kind of, you know, iffy to kind of oh, portray yeah. yourself I mean, in a better light? That. These kids are smart. They see every draft. They're going to see, you know, them trying to pull up a tweet oh, yeah. you did or a snap you did from seventh grade. And yep. I, put that, I put that out all the time. Like, yeah. this is a job interview. 
You can't even even every time you click yeah. that like button, it's like a politician. You're endorsing that whatever you hit like to. You're endorsing it. You saying I approve of this message, even if it's a song. Like I tell, like I don't mince no words. Like hey, you want you like Blueface? That's fine. But don't be tweeting this songs off your off your football Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and l- like you said in past drafts, we- we've seen um, NBA and NFL like you know players get in trouble, getting hot water for like yes, tweeting lyrics. I think uh, Don- yeah, Josh yeah, Allen got in trouble 14, one year for, um, for tweeting Dante- uh, Lil Wayne lyrics. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I think he got drafted by the Bucks. He was retweeting uh, like Memphis Bleak lyrics, not Memphis Bleak, um, Meek Mill lyrics or something. This he's a white guy saying the N word, and he got in hot water over that stuff. So definitely see that. Yeah, Zach. All right, Zach. Go ahead, ask your question, bud. All right. So how long have you been doing this with all the recruits, like helping him out, getting into with all the huddle stuff? I think I've been doing that for about six years, and that's when I made the transition from going to just training and to actually helping kids get recruited because, I, you know, the way I crossed over is because, you know, mm-hmm. how training goes. Like, the kids would be, like, 18, 19, and they what, – what's the best shape you're ever going to be in is that first two weeks of uh, football. <laughs> yeah, you so <laughs> when I would get a new guy in, he just – you know, he would talk to me about football. I'm like, oh, so you know how to do Hell Week. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, we're going to put the – you know, put the whole squad through Hell Week. And they would love it. You know what I mean? It would just – and that's how I build rapport. So I went from that to, like I said, my son's about middle school, about getting ready to go into high school. And, you know, you're just meeting kids. And it's like, man, that kid is nice. Why isn't he – you know, do you try to find out – you know, you find out their stories. And that's how I just started picking up little tidbits here and there. And then once you start doing that, then you got parents coming to you like, hey, I saw you help such and such. My son is this and that. Can you help? The, you know, and the hardest part with that, like I said, is giving them the truth right up front because a lot of them is just late in the game. And it's it's hard for even some kind of coaches and these big-name people. You'll see them. You'll see all these Twitter famous coaches. And they'll be like, oh, man, film don't lie. I'm like, man, film lie like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, we yeah, talk- yeah, there's some kids I see. I'm like, hey, man, these, like, these, these, these are highlights, right? But they're not really, like, very good highlights. Like, you got, like, Three tackles on kickoff return. Yeah, let me give you an example because I haven't asked you to hook me up with this. When I say when these big guys like, man, these star ratings is jacked up, which star ratings is one of the few things that actually you can put a number to it and they can show you their numbers. They're like over the course of this amount of time, we're right more than we're wrong, which I can deal with numbers. But when you're saying stuff like we can't even, you can't even prove like, oh, film don't lie. I'm like, look, if you are down in Florida, Mm -hmm. right, and you've been down a whole life, and you know football in and out in Florida, and I send you a, a, a highlight huddle from a kid in Idaho, and you don't know that area, mm-hmm. you don't know that high school, you don't know that high school coach, but this film looks nice, right? And then they, you know, then you come to find out once you do your research, he was in a lower classification. All his all his highlight plays, they were garbage time. His team ain't won a game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what? And I think that's what would be like why those camps are important, right? Because if you're dominating, but you're also three, you know, a foot taller than everybody, faster and stronger than everybody in Idaho, exactly. right? Doesn't mean you're going to go down to Texas and start dominating everybody out there. So it makes sense. But even even when it goes like, even when I, a kid sent me some film and it looked nice, and I sent it to you because I know it's from Florida, and you were like, man, this school is nice. <laughs> like, yeah. he ain't playing. He ain't playing no, like how would I know that? Right. You know what I mean? I'm trying to help tell him the schools because his film looks good. And you're like, dude, he ain't playing nobody. Now, I think that was amazing information. Appreciate you coming on this show. Uh, we definitely got to have you on again because I know we'll have more questions. Uh, and I do believe it's going to help a lot of the recruits out that do listen to this podcast. I'm, I'm, I mean, I surely appreciate y'all coming. Any questions? And I mean, the hardest thing for any of y'all to do for anybody that's really trying is tell them the exact 100% truth because it's going to suck for a lot of these kids. I mean, a lot of these four and five stars, they're done. They ain't got nothing to worry about. Their Twitter can be jacked up. Yeah, that's true. But that's, yeah, it's not that many of them, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Chief. I hey, appreciate you coming on once again, man.
appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Thank you. <laughs>